0: Back to the 36th edition of the Sports Ground On podcast. In today's podcast, we'll be back looking looking over some of the talking points for after the games that were played on Saturday and Sunday for college and NFL football. First looking at college, it's LSU is looking like definitely a for sure number one now after they have added yet another top ten victory onto their resume, which is more than any other team right now has. So LSU, they proceeded to win. They, they won what most people thought would be the game of the year Rankings-wise, which was them versus Alabama. It was number two versus number three, and it was at Alabama, which is very important when you're looking at resumes because winning on the, winning at home against these big teams is something, but then being able to win against is a whole other thing because it's just how, they, how good they play at home, which is pretty crazy. So I think there's no question that LSU is number one at this point. The AP top ten right now, which, I mean, isn't the college football playoff rankings, but it is but it is one ranking system, which is they have the top ten for them. They have number one, LSU, number two, Ohio State, number three, Clemson, number four, Alabama, number five, Georgia, number six, Oregon, number seven, Minnesota, who jumped up ten spots after their upset win over Penn State, number eight, Utah, Penn State after that loss to Minnesota will come in at nine, and then we have Oklahoma, which finishes out the top ten at ten. I'll be talking again, so make sure to make sure to subscribe so you'll know whenever the next podcast comes out, it's gonna be coming out on Friday. I'll talk about the college football playoff top ten. So make sure to listen in for that. But there, I mean there are just there are a couple of talking points that I'd like to talk about. One of them is that Penn State, their season's probably over. I mean I that's really harsh. Their season isn't over. They're just most likely, their chances for making it into the college football playoffs are over at this point. They're still, they're still a great team. Don't get me wrong. Do I think they still have a chance of beating Ohio State if whenever they do play? Yeah, I think there's, I have no question they could still beat them. Minnesota just, I think, definitely without a question, played better than them, and I'm a little surprised that that game was as close as it was because Penn State made some stupid mistakes. What well, they made some mistakes which almost which cost them the game. Even though I thought I. It's kind of the same thing with Alabama. With these two teams, it's one thing that these teams have in common is Alabama really made a lot of mistakes in the, fir- in the first half, which is why they went in down 33-13 to LSU in that game. Some of them being a snap and the punter couldn't handle it clearly. He fumbled. We have a fumble by Tua Tagaloa, who did not look 100% in that game. He didn't look, he didn't look very mobile. Penn State-Minnesota game was good, but I'm a little surprised that Penn State was able to stay in it as long as they could, which is a good thing for them that they can show that even if they definitely don't play a perfect game, even against the top team, they can still stay in it just because that's how talented they really are. But, I mean, I think there's with the, I don't think there's really a question. I'm pretty sure that they're out of the college football playoffs at this point. I think there would be a lot of crazy things that would have to happen for them to have to jump up from 9 up to 4. Yeah, I mean, these top teams are going to be playing each other, and they're gonna, they have to beat Ohio State without question to be in. But I think even with beating Ohio State, it's going to be a big ask for them to win, for, to be able to let them in at this point, just because of the fact, I'm, honestly, just because they've lost. They lost to a to not even top 10 team. Some of these teams that are still getting idea to try to get in would be Alabama. I mean, at the, at the, for the AP poll, they're, they're still at four right now. And I mean, the only reason is that, that they've won for them that Penn State doesn't is Penn State lost to a number 17 on – they lost to number 17, and Alabama lost to number two. Which, I mean, if you're going off, if you're going off the college football playoff rankings, they should have lost that game because, yeah, they were the lower ranking. But nobody thought that Penn State should have lost that game versus Minnesota. Now, moving on, Oklahoma had a very close call for them to still have a chance to be in the college football playoffs as they, they won a very tight one versus Iowa State. They won that game 42-41. 40, Oklahoma's at 10. Again, they're going to be a team that there's going to have to be a couple miracles happen, like like crazy upsets that nobody even saw, saw even possible for them to have a chance of getting in or just even a slim chance of getting in. Same thing with Baylor, but I think Baylor, I, a lot of people are saying Baylor's kind of we're honestly controlling their destiny more than Oklahoma is at this point. Baylor and uh, TCU, TCU took Baylor down to the three overtimes where it came down to the final play of three overtimes, where TC ended up throwing an interception to lose the game. But I mean, TC an unranked TCU team, took this Baylor team, pretty much gave them their best test of the season so far. Yeah, they haven't played Oklahoma yet, so I don't know if that's going to be their best test of the season. But I mean, Baylor right now, without question, they even without being in the top ten, they still they control their own destiny right now, especially because they're undefe- they're, they're the only undefeated team left in the Big Twelve, which is a Power Five conference. Which is big for them right now. But I, st- I they, yeah, they control their own destiny. But I mean, they did not, they definitely did not look sharp in that TCU game. They look like they barely got out. And a lot of people think that there's, uh, they've no, they had no reason, they had no reason winning that game. And they, they kind of, they got as lucky as you could possibly could have got. And I mean, I think I agree to that to some point. They definitely did get lucky with a couple plays in that game. But I think, I think, well, I mean, they were the better team than TCU in that one, at least. But I still think that this Baylor team, that showed a lot of people that, yeah, I mean, they were the one thing they're able to close even whenever adversity hits, the, the good thing that they showed was that they're able to close even when there's adversity. And they also showed that an unranked TCU team could push them to their absolute limits. Which, I mean, isn't really a good thing for them whenever it talks about the college football playoff rankings and where they think that they should be ranked. But, I mean, now moving on to the NFL, which will be the second segment. We for the first high point for the NFL is that the Steelers get a much needed win to stay off in the playoff hunt. They beat the Rams at Heinz Field. There are sides on both of these teams, a lot of good and a lot of bad. I mean, the bad for the Steelers here was just something that a lot of people already knew is that the Steelers very, very much back a run game after Le'Veon Bell ended up leaving the Steelers. They re- they have not found a for sure running back or even close to one or what they had in Le'Veon. But I still, I I mean, I just think that that's what the Sears have to do. If they want to get into the playoffs, there's no question that they need an offensive line, not an offensive line a running game. But I still think without question, I think that with this win, there's no question they're still in the playoff hunt for a wild card spot. They, They might not be able to beat the Ravens just because the Ravens are really, really playing well, with Lamar Jackson being probably an MVP candidate at this point. But I still think there's a chance that, I still think there's a chance the Steelers win, are able to come back and maybe tie or win the division, but it's going to be a very, very, very outside chance at this point because the Ravens are looking very, very dominant at this point, which is it's just going to make it incredibly hard on the Steelers to be able to come back at this point. Uh, the, the, going on the other side of that game was the Rams. The Rams, you can it's not hard to see now where the Rams' problems are. The Rams' problems are in the offensive line. That's where the that's where the issues are, and you could really see that as T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree for the Steelers were getting to the quarterback lots of times in that game, and the the offensive line for the Rams looked like they couldn't really do anything about it. But I just, which is why I think that if especially if the Rams want any chance of being a playoff team, there's going to have to be some big changes that are done to that line. That that's really going to let them down going down the stretch if they're not able to win down the stretch. I think both of these teams are still in playoff hunt. I don't think there's any question. Both of these teams could still make the wild card for the AFC and NFC. But it's gonna be really hard. If the Steelers can't establish the running game and the and the Rams don't have if they don't really have a heart to heart with their line and they really, just really need to get something figured out there because that's really that's the that's the thing that's really holding them back. And I think that was really evident in their game against the Steelers. Up next we have the Colts. The Colts they were really to skid. As they've now officially lost two they lost two straight, first one in a Adam Vinatieri, probably one of his worst games of his career in their loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they, they just lost a second game in a row, to losing to the Miami Dolphins, which that's, that is now their second win in a row. So there's no question they're not getting the top seed. They're not getting the top pick, excuse me. But I it's just the the Colts are really starting to skid. They were playing very, very well at the beginning this season and these two wins especially that the Steelers game just really did not make them look good. I mean the the Dolphins I still think since they're kinda of, they since they won that first game and now they know for they're kinda of, there's no reason to tank, especially now, because you're not gonna be able to get the top seed. So they're probably not gonna be tanking this one. I think the Dolphins can get four wins. I don't think there's any question. Who knows? The way, the way the Patriots season usually goes, they could even beat New England because they usually lose to New England. They, New England usually loses to a Miami or a Buffalo team at least once a year. And they haven't done either yet, so who knows. You can really see this is the Colts getting this skid. And I don't know, they're gonna, they went from have, most likely being the number two seed only behind the Patriots early season to really, maybe, who knows, could be falling out of, and down into the wild card at this point. They're not playing well at all. There, there, there isn't really a lot of connection between Brissett and his receivers, and their defense really needs to, their defense has not been making stops when they really badly need them to, to be able to keep the games close. They need, they just need, they need to make stops. Like, they need to count on their defense, one, to force turnovers, and two, to be able to make stops. If they want to, if they want a chance to put a couple wins together, to have a chance of going to the wild card. Or maybe it might even come down to their division if their defense can stand up because especially if their division starts to win, then this, this, the, that AFC South could get really interesting very quickly. One of the craziest, no doubt, the upset of the year candidate right now, which is the Atlanta Falcons pulling off an upset at the 1-7 Atlanta Falcons beating those 7-1 New Orleans Saints. The Falcons, and it was and it was at New Orleans, which is even crazy. They beat them 26-9. to this is especially, the stat that's especially crazy, this is, so in the first eight games of their season, the Falcons have seven sacks total in the first eight games of their season, less than one sack a game. In this Saints game, the Falcons had seven sacks. Same amount of sacks in this game as they did in the first eight games of their season. What does that say? The Falcons' defensive line is starting to make plays. The Saints' offensive line is letting them down big time. I think it says both. The Falcons defensive line just looked like they manhandled the Saints offensive line. Like they they were getting to the quarterback, play, sometimes back they had sometimes back to back sacks. Like it'd be it'd be second down, and then they just get back to back sacks, and the Saints would have to punt. Like it it, it kind of came down to that at some points, and a good amount of them were in the second half whenever the Falcons even needed them the most. I mean, you hold a, a Saints offense with all these weapons like Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees, especially. To nine points, only three field goals. Then you let him in the end zone. Like, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty impressive thing to do. Especially against the Saints, who a lot of people thought we could be the number two seed only behind the 49ers. And that's because the 49ers at this point are, are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Up next, number three. It's now looking like the Bengals how, are going to take the one, number one overall pick. Now are dropping to 0 and 9. I don't really know. The Bengals, I don't know. I don't know if they're tanking. I, it feels like they are. They scored 10 points on the Ravens, but then gave up a butt ton of points. Their defense just looked kind of out of it. At this point, the only thing the Bengals are looking forward to is who are we going to pick for number one. Right now, it's looking without question, if it's a quarterback, it's going to be Joe Burrow after his win. Some people are saying just give him the Heisman, Joe Burrow at this point, because he's definitely been playing playing better than Tua, which is the only person that people were putting him up against for who's going to win Heisman this year. Yeah, I think without question it's going to be Joe Burrow if they do pick a quarterback. If they don't, I think it's probably going to have to be Chase Young, the defensive end out of Ohio State. And now with him having to face a four-game suspension, that might not, it might not help how the NFL teams look at him right now. With him having to take a four-game suspension, is he took a he he took money from a family friend to be able to to be able to take it, make his choice to go to Ohio State, and that's why he ends up going there was because he took money to do it. But I think the Bengals, they're just – at this point, if you're the Bengals, there's no question. I feel like you definitely have to just be looking for it and just look at the positives. Let's look forward to next year. I think there's no – I think, like, we just need to get a number one pick. We need to thank for the number one pick. 0-16, oh, we're, we're going to hopefully that we don't do. Maybe one or two wins would it would be hopefully. But that's the thing. If they get one or two wins, there's a chance that they don't get it because, I mean, there are a couple of other teams that are down there, like the Washington Redskins. They're down there at only like I think like one or two wins. So I mean, if for, if for some reason the Bengals somehow pull a game out and they just like get a win, that could like literally take them out of there at like right at this point. But I think the Bengals at zero and nine, it feels like they're more or less putting this this season behind them and looking forward. Especially it's from how they played against the Ravens. It's looking more like they're looking towards next year at this point. Speaking of the Redskins, the Redskins have said that they the Wayne Haskins will start the rest of the game games for them. Which, I mean, that kind of – a lot of people are saying that just says that, hey, they are they are tanking. They're just trying, they're not going to go for a quarterback if they get number one, which is why I think they'd have to go for Chase Young if the Washington Redskins get number one because if they're trying to keep Haskins in for the rest of the season, there's no reason they're going to try to go out and get Joe Burrow after Haskins has only had one season. If they're going to keep him in even though he's not playing the best, the only thing that really says is that they're trying to groom him. They're trying to groom him to be a better – just trying to groom him into the quarterback that they want, even though he isn't playing like it at this point. They're just going to try to groom him into it, take a couple years, and groom him into the quarterback that they really need him to be. I don't really know who I think is going to get number one pick, but I feel like my, most likely it's going to be the Bengals. But I think the Reds can just at this point, they're also, they're not really in rebuild mode, but they're kind of like, let's train our quarterback to make him into the quarterback that we want mode. That's the kind of mode that they're in right now. So the Jets, they get a win. The next thing is the Jets, they get a win. They get win the battle of New York. The Giants just look like they're just not looking very good right now. The Giants are looking really bad with, especially in this New York game, because this is a really bad Jets team. The only highlight of this Jets team in some most people's mind is Le'Veon Bell at this point, and field, and I mean, and the Giants still lost. This Giants still gave up thirty four points and lost. Again, the Giants are just another team. I feel like it's at this point you're looking towards next year. You're trying to groom Daniel Jones to be like, I don't know if they would say the next Eli Manning, but just an- another fr- franchise quarterback going forward for the Giants at this point. So I think I think they're definitely grooming them. I don't know exactly what the Jets are going to do because I don't know if they're really going to try to groom Sam Darnold or like they haven't they haven't really made it clear what they're going to try to do with him just yet. I think they're probably going to try to groom him, but I think. They're- Chance that they don't try to groom him and they look they look a different way, but I think we're just gonna have to, we're gonna have to see which way they want to go because there I think there's multiple ways that the Jets can go with this. There's also multiple ways they can go with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah, he's the contract, but there's also a chance that they could try to trade him to get three or four people that they badly need because I think they could Le'Veon still has the stock of a of a him just him for two or three players. I think he's still that good, which is why I think. They could try to trade him away. I think they'll get a good amount from him if they do end up trading him away. But I don't know. We're just going to just kind of have to see if that's what they deem as the most helpful thing to do for their for their franchise at this point. Up next, I'm just going to talk about there's a lot of coaches that are doing making very good progress this year. One of the noticeable ones is, of course, Bill Belichick. And then Shanahan, who's a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, they're just playing absolutely amazing. They're going to be—the 49ers, they're, they, they still have a long season to go. Right now, I don't think there's any questions. Shanahan would be my pick for Coach of the Year. But I think there are many coaches that are really doing well this year, but I do think that my pick for Coach of the Year at this point would be Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. But with that said, I want to rank, wrap up the 36th edition of the Sports Run On podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you, ne- you never miss a podcast. I also do thir- I also do Friday podcast, Prediction Fridays, to predict the winners of the college and pro games, NCAA and pro games. So make sure to subscribe so you never miss out on that. And then make sure to go down below if you missed any podcasts, like if you just missed any podcasts, make sure to go down and listen to them below after you finish listening to this one. With that said, I want to thank you for listening to the 36th edition of the Sports Runner Podcast.